Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 19 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. This is the final of six episodes in which I've been exploring the essential role that you play in your children's athletic lives. The topic of today's podcast is six keys to healthy sports participation. First key is challenge your child. You should do everything you can to ensure that your young athletes stay interested and motivated in their sport and that they maintain steady progress toward their goals. The noted psychologist Mihai Mihai offers an insightful way of looking at challenge in your children's athletic lives. He argues that how challenged people are depends on the relationship between the demands of the situation and the resources they have available to respond to those demands. More specifically, in relation to youth sports, if the demands of your children's sports participation exceeds the resources they have to meet those demands, they will experience frustration, loss of motivation, and not want to continue their sports involvement. At the other end of the continuum, if your young athlete's resources exceed the demands of their sport, they will experience boredom and they will become complacent and unmotivated. According to Zixent Mihai, the right balance is struck when the demands of the sport slightly exceed children's ability. This relationship challenges and motivates them by enabling them to see that if they push themselves a bit beyond what they believe they're capable of and persevere in the face of the demands of the sport, they will be successful. You can play an essential role in helping your children find this balance. First, look at whether your young athletes appear to be bored, frustrated, or challenged. You can gauge where they are in Zixent Mi's framework in several ways. You can watch them at practice and in competitions and see how they react. You can have a conversation with their coaches to get their perspective. And you can talk directly to your kids about their athletic experiences. From this examination, you can help them to find this balance by maintaining the status quo. For example, if it's working, keep doing it. Reducing the demands. For example, change athletic programs, move them down to a low level of competition. Or increasing the resources. For example, hire a personal trainer or private coach. From Dan Green, a powerlifter. What matters most right now is how I choose to respond to the challenge before me. Will I lie down or will I fight? The choice is mine and I choose to finish strong. Number two key for healthy sports participation, avoid sibling rivalries. If you have more than one child, you will see that your young athlete's temperaments, interests, motivations, and capabilities can differ greatly. Having one child in a family who demonstrates great interest, motivation, and ability than their siblings is common. If you lose perspective with your athletically successful child, your whole family will suffer, particularly the siblings, because they're the ones who are often left out. Putting the athletic child's needs ahead of those siblings, who may still be finding their own interests or successes, sends a destructive message to all of your children. Love and attention have to be earned by success. This message further conveys that if one of your children is less talented than the other, then they are not as worthy of love and their needs are less important. To prevent this from happening, be aware of the time, attention, resources, and affection you give your children and be especially sensitive to the needs of the less accomplished siblings. Because the athletically successful child will usually demand more attention and require more time, you need to be particularly vigilant in the distribution of your energy. Your other children are no less deserving of your love and attention, and, though perhaps not yet as successful, their dreams and goals are also no less important. They must be supported and encouraged for them to also gain the life lessons and benefit from whatever activities they choose, and to whatever level of achievement for which they strive. 
Perhaps most important in your treatment of the athlete child siblings is to help them find something for which they have a passion, support that participation, and give them the time and attention necessary for them to feel loved and valued. At a practical level, this balanced approach toward your children involves giving equal time and equal energy to all your children in play, help with homework, and showing interest in all of their achievement efforts. It also means being balanced with your children in assigning responsibilities, establishing discipline, and meeting out consequences without favoritism. Your goal in achieving a sibling balance is to ensure that each of your children feels appreciated and respected for who they are, regardless of their accomplishments. An anonymous quote, We are one team. We work together to become better as a family and as individuals. We are each other's biggest fans, supporters, and encouragers. Key number three for healthy sports participation. Don't overschedule. While I encourage you to expose your children to many different sports, I recommend exposing them to one at a time rather than multiple sports at one time. A ubiquitous and unfortunate phenomenon that's emerged in the last few decades is the overscheduling of children's lives. Today's kids are often taking music lessons, playing soccer, and acting in their school play, in addition to being tutored at home and having their normal school responsibilities. If you fall prey to this overscheduling, these overly ambitious lives do more harm than good to your entire family. Your children are overwhelmed with work, feel stressed by the workload and time pressures, and have little time for free play and just being kids. This overplanned life interferes rather than fosters their success and happiness in all aspects of their lives. With so much to do, your children have limited time to devote to or focus on any one or two activities to find out whether they actually enjoy it enough to want to commit to it further. If you're like most parents these days as well, you are similarly overloaded trying to organize the schedules of one or more children, experience even greater stress trying to juggle all those demands, and to keep up with the Joneses, have little free time to spend with your family, and even less time for yourself and your spouse. You also put yourself under such stress trying to live up to society's image of being a good parent that you may lose sight of what really makes parents good. Though I can't give you a definitive guideline for how much of your children's lives should be scheduled and how much should be unstructured, I can offer a few reasonable suggestions. Your children shouldn't be involved in more than two sports or other activities at one time. They should participate in only one sport each day. Scheduling shouldn't interfere with your children's getting a good night's sleep or eating three healthy meals. Your family should be able to sit down and eat dinner together more times than not each week. Your children should be able to finish their homework well before bedtime and get to bed at a reasonable hour. They should have time at least several days a week to play outside during the day and inside in the evening without structure or supervision. At least several times a week, your family should be able to just hang out during which you do something or nothing together. Your family should share an activity at least twice a month, such as going for a hike, visiting a museum, or attending a concert. You and your spouse should have time to read a newspaper or a book, watch something you enjoy on television, or share a relaxed, non-child-related conversation most evenings each week. You should have time to have dinner with friends away from your children periodically. Some of your weekends should be open and unplanned. Well, that's a shocker these days. These are very general guidelines and admittedly may not be realistic 12 months a year. The motivation of your child, your values, and the demands of your sports will all cause these guidelines to need to be modified at times. For example, many sports competitions occur every weekend during a competitive season. 
At the same time, most sports have off-seasons that would provide your young athletes and your family with the time and space to be, well, just a family. Ultimately, you are the best judge of how much is too much. I believe that you know when enough is enough. Exhausted kids, cranky parents, stressed families. Yet, it can be difficult to just say no when faced with a youth sports culture in which taking a weekend off marks you as a bad parent. I encourage you to have the courage of your convictions to do what is best for your young athletes and your family, rather than what other families are doing. And here's something that may surprise you. When you make what's best for my family decisions, other parents will actually be jealous of you, though of course they would never admit it. From Brene Brown, the noted psychologist, we're a nation of exhausted and overstressed adults raising overscheduled children. Key number four for healthy sports participation, ongoing encouragement. As your young athletes increasingly immerse themselves in a sport, ongoing encouragement is a valuable gift you give them. When most people think of encouragement, what comes to mind are platitudinous comments such as nice job or way to go. Real encouragement though is much more substantial and purposeful. Being conscious of what you're communicating to your children can have an immense impact on their perspectives, attitudes, and reactions to their sports participation. Meaningful encouragement serves many roles. It acts to focus attention on important values you want your children to get from their athletic lives. For example, simple encouragement such as, you really stuck with it in really tough conditions today, and you were a great teammate in today's game, clearly communicates the value of perseverance and teamwork respectively which are necessary for your children to become successful in sports as well in other aspects of their lives. Substantial encouragement also reinforces why your children are participating. Support that emphasizes fun. You look like you're having such a great time out there. Mastery, you're improving so much. Cooperation, it's great to work as a team, isn't it? And competition, it's so exciting to compete and do your best. All further facilitate the internalization of ownership in your children's athletic lives. Proper encouragement keeps the focus on your young athletes understanding that the achievement is truly theirs rather than external validation from you. When your children do something well, you're actually not helping when you say things like, we're so proud of you, we love you so much, or you deserve a reward, as nice as they might seem. However well-intentioned, focusing on how you feel, expressions of love, and providing material rewards for success mistakenly link your children's efforts and successes with external sources of validation, such as your love and material inducements. Instead, you want to connect their efforts and accomplishments with the internal benefits of participation, such as fun, mastery, achieving goals, and social interactions. Here's some examples. You really stuck with it in your game plan even when you were behind. That takes guts. And you must feel so proud at your efforts in today's game. Those are great examples. From Matthew L. Jacobson, a motivational speaker. Behind every young child who believes in himself is a parent who believed first. Key number five for healthy sports participation, freedom. Freedom is the culmination of your and your young athlete's journey into the sports world. All of your efforts in their athletic lives are aimed at instilling in them the attitudes and skills that they will need to find enjoyment, fulfillment, and success as they mature as athletes and as people. At the appropriate time, you must trust that you have laid the foundation so you can step back from your children's athletic achievements, both literally and figuratively, just as you will do as they make the transition into adulthood, and enable them to take full ownership of their athletic lives 
and allow them to find their own path in sports. Your role will shift from control and management earlier in their athletic lives to guidance and support later on. This means letting your children experience both success and failure, joy and pain, and giving them the opportunity to come to terms with these experiences and use them to grow. Only by offering this freedom can you ensure that your children gain full ownership of their sports participation and build a deep and personal relationship with their sport. As your children mature as athletes and as people and gain experience in their sport, you want them to build on their own passion for the sport, their own deeply felt joy in its experience, and the self-generated rewards of participation and accomplishment in their sport. Giving your young athletes the freedom to fully own their athletic lives does not mean letting them go completely. A strong connection between you and your children in their sports participation is essential as they expand their boundaries because it provides a safety line as they explore their athletic lives and a secure haven to which they can return when the seas of sport get rough. Also, your children's sports participation is a wonderful opportunity for you and your children to share their experiences and growth. So, giving your children this freedom actually strengthens your connection. From Marcus Tilius Cicero, the Roman politician, what then is freedom? The power to live as one wishes. Finally, key number six for healthy sports participation, your children's choice. Almost every young athlete I see in my work wants to be successful. Many want to attain lofty goals, such as playing collegiately, being an Olympian, or a professional athlete. But realistically, few will attain such great heights. That, however, doesn't make the journey any less meaningful or satisfying. Ultimately, you want your young athletes to pursue their own greatness, however high the competitive ladder that may take them. You want your children to define success in terms of the commitment and effort they put into it and the joy and fulfillment they get out of their sports experiences and the essential life lessons they garner from their sports participation that will serve them so well in all aspects of their lives and throughout their lives. At the end of their sports journey, if you embrace a healthy and supportive role in their athletic lives, you will give your children and yourself two wonderful gifts. First, you will lay the foundation for an incredibly positive and impactful sports experiences that will pay immediate and long-term dividends in many areas of their lives. Second, you will build a strong and resilient bond with your children that will include and transcend their athletic lives and create a relationship of love, support, and guidance that will last for many years to come. An anonymous quote, to raise the child who is comfortable enough to leave you means you've done your job. They are not ours to keep, but to teach them to soar on their own. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 19 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast and be on the lookout for episode 20 in the near future.